0: welcome back to another ruby dev summit interview i am here with my co-host on the ruby rogues podcast and probably the best developer at doximity uh valentino Stoll. so valentino welcome to the summit thank you i don't know about that statement but (laughs)
1: i'm I'm okay
0: (laughs) you're my favorite over there I'll, i'll just say that much um yeah uh so I've been starting all these interviews with the same question and that is what is the future of Ruby. So I'm I'm curious. And I, I don't know where you want to start but yeah, what is the future of Ruby?
1: Uh I mean I have so many uh things I'm excited about. <laughs> oh good. I I ever since uh 3.3 released, uh, mm-hmm. I've just been like combing through this you know release document and uh finding all these little things that I'm like, whoo, that's cool." <laughs> Like what? Uh, so i mean as an example i mean the parser for sure uh oh yeah so if prism. you're not familiar with the, the prism gem yeah that's pretty wild uh yeah uh, one of the coolest things i saw is you could just like it has a utility method to say does this parse or not right is it actual uh-huh. valid ruby and it just has like a success method and you pass it the source <laughs> oh cool i thought i thought that was really cool
0: uh I haven't gone into that that deeply, but uh, we talked to Elias Guito, um, who does Opal. Um, I just got done talking to Greg Molnar and uh, his project Specter, which is uh, static analysis for security. Anyway, yep. they're all they're all using Prism to do their there, work, isn't it? Which is so <laughs> <That's> cool. <awesome.
1: laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was rewatching uh, Kevin Newton's uh, last RubyConf. And just talking about he was talking yep. about the whole like disrepair of parsers, and how many there uh-huh. are, and how any change yeah. to the, you know, Ruby syntax just like breaks everything. And like all these people are working on the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited to see what comes out of that because uh, it's fun to play with. Like, yeah, <laughs> you well, are, what... if you've never poked around with like syntax trees and like it's
0: a lot of fun to see like what's yeah. happening under the hood. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that is going to come out of it, though, is eventually it'll get integrated and folded into the uh, language service providers for your uh, IDEs. So those will get faster and better and cooler and be able to do more things. So
1: Yeah, and especially if you're doing like, uh, you have like, you know, a code interpreter or something like pairing Uh with it. It's just going to make it so much better. Yeah. That's one thing I loved about ChatGPT. Or like GitHub's Copilot with uh-huh. like a TypeScript is because it has like how all the code should work and shape while you're coding, right. and it just makes it so easy to like autocomplete and generate. Like in my experience, like using one of those like code generation, it was like the success mm-hmm. rate is like much higher in TypeScript or a type strongly typed language like that. Um, so I'm hoping that we we get those features in Ruby because uh, it's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah well if you look at things like type prof you can see that it's possible to infer types in a lot of cases so anyway yeah but ruby's weird <laughs> <laughs> that's why i like it
1: uh yeah i mean next to that uh you know i am excited for all this like why improvement improve like all oh, yeah. you just upgrade ruby and just like everything starts to get optimized. Yep. Uh, and like, what is it like that? Shopify is like on a roll here, like with uh widget and like, yeah, was it variable with allocation? Like there's just mm-hmm. like constant improvements, like just uh, nonstop released. Uh, yeah. So I- I'm excited for another bump. I think we upgraded to like 3.2 uh, recently. Mm-hmm. And significant speed bump like just memory yeah. like normalizing dropping off so like
0: you know did, did you have widget <laughs> turned on in three two
1: uh i forget when we turned that on it might have been three yeah maybe it was three two we may have tested it earlier uh-huh. with like our 3.0 jump um right. but yeah i think i think officially we started packaging that uh with three two
0: yeah because you still have to turn it on i understand that the difference is is now you can turn it on in in runtime right so you don't have to pass the yjit flags when you run ruby you can have your program say and use yjit but
1: (laughs) yeah and they have docker images now you know that have it all configured and ready to go so uh yeah that's i'm looking to make that up
0: right soon yeah
1: yep yeah, I mean, d- just be able to say, okay, Docker use this one instead, like, and then just seeing it magically like perform better—that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh yeah, I guess uh, from what I was reading from Samuel Williams, like the whole like async core is gonna mm-hmm. go away soon because uh, it's gonna be like merged in upstream, and after end of life of what is it three zero. I, I forget which version of it but it's pretty soon like you know the you know fiber schedule is just going to be part of it yeah. by default and like the, you get all of like the async utilities like built into the language and that i'm probably most excited to play with like to try out some like semi parallelism <laughs> mm-hmm. uh you know not fully but uh where you get much more control over the threading and uh i yeah. should make uh you know, playing with Ruby's version of PyTorch, uh, a lot more fun and accessible too. So, um, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm about to get a big giant <laughs> GPU box for fun to play with. Uh, <laughs> <Nice>. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to testing that out and seeing how well it performs. Um, yep. Get some benchmarks. Yeah. In.
0: A lot of stuff coming in the concurrency story. And um when I interviewed Samuel for the summit, he... I mean, he basically monopolized the whole thing and just explained how it all kind of comes together. And it, it, That's it's awesome. very cool. I need to go listen <laughs> to it about three more times so I understand it. I
1: know. He honestly, it, it's complicated. And he breaks the, yeah. anytime I hear him talk, I'm like, oh yeah, that like makes total sense. You know, I yeah. always forget yeah. it because I'm not like in it at the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in that concurrency space. But like, if I ever needed to be, I just go back and watch it again and like yeah. get up to speed. He is really, really an awesome talker.
0: Uh, yeah it also uh it tempts me to switch from puma to falcon because apparently that does really good stuff for you too the concurrency and threading and stuff
1: yeah it's funny because uh oh what's his name we've had him on once before uh um, he goes by byroot uh
0: (laughs) oh yeah on the Um, tweet storm
1: um oh man <laughs> i'm sorry i am blanking on your name
0: oh uh,
1: john bousier <laughs> john bousier yeah he we had him on he was talking about uh you know the the differences in ideology mm-hmm. <laughs> between like falcon and uh puma uh and how there's like very conflicting you know theories right. of what is better for a larger scale <laughs> yeah and it's always fun uh to listen to things i don't understand about
0: <laughs> well but th- that that's the interesting thing about a lot of this stuff is that you don't really have to do anything to get it and if you wanted to test between falcon and puma i mean you can stand them up side by side throw a whole bunch of traffic at it and see what happens and your app might be different from my app yeah yeah it's oh it's funny because like the whole <laughs> i'm the whole thing is
1: like shopify they like they like a forking server and so Mm -hmm. like they are optimizing you know their ruby stuff for forking (laughs) right and so like all the async stuff is not really optimized for that right Mm -hmm. yeah uh it's for what is it for threading uh and so (laughs) yeah it'll be interesting to see what you know what other people do to like make it optimal in a in a Mm -hmm. way i mean falcon is in production serving millions of people so like yeah uh you know it, that's proved too like maybe not at shopify scale but <laughs> yeah um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what comes out because yeah i mean I, i've heard nothing but rave reviews about falcon yep well and we're having <laughs>
0: samuel on ruby rogues uh for us to interview not necessarily to be released but we're talking to him not this week but next week so oh
1: awesome yeah i'll, I'll have a stack of questions for him
0: <laughs> right <laughs>
1: uh yeah i mean i would say uh next to all the performance stuff uh like all the irb stuff Uh and honestly since they started separating it in their releases into the gem i've just been like getting all of the latest uh improvements to it by just like having the the gem in every Mm -hmm. app i use and then i just get all these new features so like pretty much pry is basically like now part of you know ruby at this right. point right like maybe not all of it but like a lot of the like paging a commands and, and like showing IRB, stuff. Yeah. a lot of it just yeah, shows yeah. it's so cool uh and one of the i i just found this feature uh <laughs> this is so cool so i love customizing the terminal that's like uh-huh. one of my favorite things just for fun uh and uh irb you can do so much with but it's like a little bit it used to be a little bit painful to like yeah. know what all the ascii codes were and like what all the different positioning right uh <laughs> and so now they have this new uh they call it reline face uh mm-hmm. class that you can like easily configure like all the scroll bar and the enhancements and and things like oh, that nice. and it's so much fun to play with yeah and so like it makes makes the config like so easy to read and uh so flexible so i'm i'm looking forward to diving in and just like making some crazy stuff with that, <laughs> yeah um, let's see what else we got here uh, yeah, just a ton a ton of stuff happening uh yeah. oh yeah, the it uh so well, how do you feel about it? I'm not i, <laughs> I
0: haven't <laughs> I haven't tried to use it, so
1: <laughs> uh. So there's a and i don't I don't know if it's yeah, I think it's actually been merged uh
0: is it like this in JavaScript is kind of what I
1: understand, yeah, it's kind of like this, yeah, and inside of uh blocks where there's only like a single parameter uh-huh uh, or uh a single enumer like if in enumerators if you're just like yeah. iterating through an array where there's like one item that it represents that element at the iterator during the cycle. (laughs) Uh And so like with it, you can like make a lot more expressive, like things with it. Uh, And like in combination with like the numbered parameters, like matching aspect of it, it like starts to look really weird, but like reads a lot better. So like, right. (laughs) It's weird as like, you know, as somebody who's written Ruby for a long time, it's Uh weird to see, but like just read, if you were just to read it, and you know as it's expressed like it's definitely like much more legible so right uh it'll be interesting to see what comes of that uh i i'd have to I see
0: it. i'd have to see it in action
1: so imagine like a ray of like one two three and uh-huh. then you have each and then you just puts it yeah right and then we we'll just yeah. put all the you know output all the numbers
0: yeah it's a little less explicit <laughs> and a little more <laughs> magical so you don't have to
1: yeah, you don't have to have those I, like weird pipe yeah. blocks. You know, yeah. it, I always get confused when using like the stabby proc versus the curly brackets versus right. lambda. Like, where does the, you know, uh, yeah. argument parameter thing go, right? <laughs> yeah. And so that it's nice to just have it available inside the block, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: so I see that. Um, But yeah, still a little weird. I might have to see people use it a few times and then go, okay, I want that. Or no, I can live without that. Uh,
1: But yeah, I mean, next to that, like all of this, like parameter matching stuff uh, for regular expressions, it's so cool. And I know that's been around, but like, I imagine that now that, uh, you know, all of that is integrated, like on a lower level. Like the optimization mm-hmm. for that will be much, you know, faster too. Right. Uh so I'd say, I'm excited to see uh, some even more improvements there.
0: Right. Um. But yeah, yeah I mean, outside of that, uh, that's it. <laughs> Good deal. I'm, I'm kind of curious though. You know, you know, as we kind of, um, because you know we're talking about Ruby, the programming language, and some of the features of the language, but you know, I'm, I'm also interested in like community and, you know, capability and things like that, right. Where, you know, you're talking about building your own language model and, you know, Ruby version of PyTorch and stuff like that. Um, I mean, what, where do you see Ruby going in some of those areas or fields?
1: Oh, I mean, I see a ton of increased activity in data science interest, right? Like, uh, are, are we going to oh, start
0: taking like, share from Python then or?
1: Uh, possibly it's hard because like a lot of the current like data science ecosystem uh-huh. like, engineers, like they come out of school, even like learning Python right. and like expecting to learn Python. So like, you know, they throw, they throw all these numbers out there with like, Oh, mm-hmm. the highest paying jobs now are all like, you know, deep learning right. scientists or whatever. Uh, and so, you know, if you're coming out of school, you're like, well, I should learn, you know, whatever that they need mm-hmm. to get a job. Right. And so, like, right now it's Python and like, you know, I don't know. I feel like you don't need Python to use a lot of these things. Right. And it's just like a lot of the people that started, you know, working on all of these collab projects like, uh, you know, Langchain as an example, mm-hmm. you know, that's a Python library has a bunch of tooling already, but like right the tooling's gonna get caught up, right? Like there's only so much you could do before it's like the same old, same old. And okay, right. You have these transformers, you need to train them to custom models if you want to improve the speed or Mm -hmm. you want to do inference or any of these number of things like that you want to do with all this stuff. It's like pretty like straightforward at this point. Right. Like all of the deployment processes are getting like uh you know smooth and like now it's really just like the lack of tooling. Uh, around the whole ecosystem and like you know it's hard to make tooling for it <laughs> right and so it's going to be slow and i feel like you know people in ruby community are interested in it mm-hmm. and so like i don't know i <laughs> rubius are definitely one of like uh the most like avid like creators <laughs> yeah of things that don't exist yep. like if we set our mind to it like it, because it's so expressive and we can like build things so quickly and and move like I feel like the limitations are not like uh a barrier to to get things done right like right I just think of uh oh what is it uh oh the evil Martians they have this post of like uh making a go interpreter with Ruby mm-hmm. <laughs> like using Ruby next to then like be able to parse and execute go code right and that's just like you know why would you do that right but also like because ruby right yeah <laughs> and it's like and even like as uh you know we had who's it uh at Ilya shido who does the mm-hmm. opal ruby right yeah Where you you know you didn't want to make great javascript so he right. made it like you know the yep. javascript interpreter for ruby <laughs> like yeah <right? laughs>
0: yeah and, and you got I, Ruby I feel awesome like as well that but you know, opens that gate and a few others.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you can go and package your own WASM file of a Ruby code and then, you know, deploy it to unpackage or something and start Uh using it in the browser, right? It's wild. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So yeah, WASM is really neat. Uh, It took me a while to like understand the packaging ecosystem. Once Mm -hmm. you figure out how to package the Ruby code, like there's all these tools to deploy it for free right oh yeah so all these like npm repos, and so like getting it in the browser is so easy at this point like mm-hmm. and you can interact with the dom via ruby it's wild stuff like it's so much fun to play with uh yeah i think i i recently came across uh an example directory in the ruby source for that uh mm-hmm. where they were just showing you oh hey you know here's how you can run ruby just in the like style javascript tags like using yep. their the default wow and like you go ahead and you you do puts and like console logs you know like Mm -hmm. and you can create new elements and create a button on the page like just with the ruby wasm package oh nice it's so much fun (laughs) dang i need to get into that some more
0: there's so many things
1: to play with yeah that's what i mean there's so many shiny toys and yeah they're like you know the ecosystem of like being able to explore is just like Uh increasing exponentially Yeah, (laughs) and you would think like, okay, Ruby's been around so long, you know, it's uh what there can't do anything else, right? Like, how much more could we do?
0: (laughs) Well, it's funny too because you're you're talking about this creativity, and this is a conversation I had with Amir Rajan uh, from Dragon Ruby, and yeah, it was it was the exact same thing. It was like, look, we can get creative and we can make whatever we want, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh
1: that just reminds me of uh Ruby kagi they have the uh uh the special challenges where like you try and make the most like mangled up like ruby uh code that like can, can uh-huh. execute uh but it's gotta be it's like all about creativity and like right. uh you know i think one year uh <laughs> the guy that always wins, into uh uh, he like made this like you know three D animated ASCII like Ruby gem uh-huh. <laughs> in the in the terminal, and it was, like you look at the code and you're just like, how does that even run? <laughs> right. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if he has like a n- different Ruby scripts that generate that Ruby file. <laughs> to just I don't make know. It. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, tricks! The tricks contest. Uh huh. But. But yeah. Yeah, it's so Good much deal. fun. Yeah, you brought up uh, Ruby Kaigi and you brought up some of these contests. Um, and before we got on, you were talking about, hey, there's a huge list of conferences this year. So, I, I mean, I, I love just the energy in the community that right now it's it's so awesome.
1: It's wild. I mean, yeah. To be honest, Ruby Central has really been killing it lately. Uh, you know, they. I, I I know that's like part of like the whole, uh, you know the drive of, of the rails, Mm -hmm. rails world and, uh, everything that Amanda is doing. Uh, right. And just like so much great stuff is like, I feel like Ruby conferences too, like micro conferences, even more of those have been popping up and I'm like, wow, there's that conference. Like, (laughs) that's almost like right down the road. You know, I love to see that. And, uh,
0: yeah, it's just, it's so much fun. (laughs) I so much want to revive mountain West Ruby conference. Uh, yeah there you go I, I know Mike will never give over like <laughs> the name and the domain and stuff so I'll have to call Oh, it I saw else,
1: I remember seeing a couple like incredible talks by Jim Weirich uh-huh uh yeah he gave at, at, a bunch at, of great ones yeah oh my gosh yeah that, I mean that was when I was first starting Ruby and I was just like uh-huh. I, I think he gave a talk on Rake and I was just like, it just yeah. made
0: so much sense <laughs> yeah yeah I uh, have a Jim Weirich story I've told it a few times but I went to Mountain West Ruby conference and I got there early um, and I just went and sat down and I was brand new Rubyists and everybody's talking about testing and test first. And uh, so I sit down next to this guy and, you know, start chatting and I'm like, okay, well you seem to have some experience. And, you know, I'm like, people keep talking about like mocking and stubbing and things like that. Right. I kind of get the fundamentals of testing, but uh, you know, what about the rest of this? And, you know, it was Jim Wyrick and he you know his big belly laugh and oh well let me tell you right and so he he explains the whole i i had no idea who he was and you know he he and then i find out later that you know cuz he's one of the speakers i'm like oh wow you know and and everybody was excited to see him speak right so you know he had just humbly you know helped some brand new nobody in ruby <laughs> and um it turns out that he had actually written flexmock Right. so he, he knew mocking and stubbing because he'd written one of the libraries that did it. So anyway, but that's yeah.
1: awesome. Yeah. I remember the, I, I, I feel like the most incredible conference talk I've ever s- seen was from him where he, it was uh why not? Yeah. It was like, you know, based the on combinator. the Y, the original Y Combinator calculator yeah. uh, and just like how, uh, you know, functional programming works and how it could yep. work in Ruby and it like he makes it work. Yeah. <laughs> but just like yep. so wild like because like the concept of like functional programming is so like strange for Rubius, but like, yeah, uh, you know, he had broken it all down like and I just like made uh, it was like wild. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's cool. that point, too. It's kind of funny because I was listening to one of my friends do a podcast interview on his podcast and they were talking about programming languages and the person he had on, I think it was uh, Richard Feldman, um, who worked on Elm for a long time, and now he has his own language, whose name escapes me at the moment. But um, yeah, he was talking about how basically all the languages out there, he's like, he's like, look, he's like, they they would get simpler and easier to use if you just got rid of object orientation. And then he goes, well, with one notable exception, right? Because Ruby's is so baked in. And so much more intuitive than other systems. He's like, you if if you took the uh object orientation out of Ruby, it wouldn't be Ruby anymore and it wouldn't be as nice. Yep. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you if you ever get into like Trailblazer or like yeah. uh you know, there's a there's a couple other ones where like the railway o- oriented mm-hmm. uh programming pattern, right? Uh right. you start looking at some of that code and you're like, uh like it it makes sense you know but it's yep. like you know it, it's still like if you're coming from like traditional ruby rails ecosystems and looking at it you're you're like do a double take you know like yeah what is what's happening here <laughs> yeah
0: so speaking of that i mean you kind of uh veered into rails a little bit you mentioned amanda who she goes into a lot of stuff the foundation's talking about in her interview um But, yeah, where where do you see the future of Rails? And then how do you see that affecting the future of Ruby?
1: Uh, Well, to be honest, I see, you know, (laughs) Matt's is getting old, right? And DHH, he's going to run out of steam or get bored or, you know, (laughs) something, you know. (laughs) He's already, like, you know, on the back burner more than he has been. I know he's still active right he uh-huh. still contributes to rails but like i'm glad you didn't not say exactly. he's old he's like six
0: months older than i am he's not
1: he's not old but like you know yeah. like we're only gonna get older and yeah i think like you know the like when the the main contributor or like thought leader or whoever is yeah. like char- leading the charge Benevol- of the language, ben- what is it benevolent dictator the benevolent dictator yeah yeah <laughs> right i feel like it, in a lot of languages i've seen where like that's you know they've left and, like, the community has come over and taken over, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity, right? Like, yeah. for, like, growth and, like, things to, like, yeah. settle and, like, really, like, you know, evolve and, right. and, like, harden to, like, a diamond of the language, right? And right. where you get a lot of, like, core things just firming up and uh, a lot of things where, uh, you know, you know, he's is always very opinionated and, you know he has things that he wants to do or doesn't want. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, there are some things that are missing and then the right time comes. And then, you know, now we have Kamal, and we have a lot of things that, okay, now it makes sense to introduce these things. And Mm -hmm. I I get that timing is like, it's good to be slow, especially with software. Right. Uh, Right. Like you don't want to just like grab the shiniest thing and be like, okay, like we're going to use it like everybody else does. Like I actually love that about Ruby. And to be Mm -hmm. honest, rails too, where it's like slow. Uh, but I feel like we're getting to this point where, okay, it's like, it's got the deployments, it's got background processing, databases, mm-hmm. like the caching, like all these things are starting to like get fully baked in and we're going to hit this point where it's just like, okay, like what more could you possibly need out of a framework, right? Or or in this case, a language for Ruby, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's just like, okay, we've got everything we need. Like, let's just make incredible stuff. And yep. we can already get, most of the way there you know but it's like still those like may of wtfs right like i feel mm-hmm. like we need another may of wtfs with with rails uh you know just to like iron out like okay well what what's still you know a wtf you know like what right. what's a barrier here uh and still grinding people's gears because like those are always great to hear yeah. you know because uh everybody faces them and so like the mm-hmm. more voices you get at it be like well Eventually it's gonna be like a community concern and somebody's gonna make something and then everybody's using it. And then it's yep. like, well, why is everybody using like something not core to the
0: <laughs> well what well, I mean? One example just to put it out there is devise, right? Yeah, it's, it's it's not core built into Rails, blah 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 blah, right? But then you've got um what is it, action auth? Is that is that what Dave called it? Right? I Where think he so, effectively yeah. has a generator that says I'm going to stand up auth using all the nice auth stuff that came in Rails 7.1. Huh. Yeah, right, that is and, so cool. <laughs> but but the thing is, is device solved the problem for everybody for a really long time in it was a, in a time. really easy way. And now, yeah, now we're looking at it going, well, why would I use this huge engine when I could just plug these bunches of pieces in? Yep. Yeah, and I mean, you know, devices
1: was or is still great, you know? Oh like, yeah. If you just want no like, no gripes
0: about device, but you yeah. want to
1: like just install, you know, there's so many generators at this point. Like, and yeah. if you just want the base styles and just like, whatever the view looks like, you know, yep. you know hook it up to bootstrap, right? Like you can still yeah. make it pretty even and have all of the bells and whistles that you want. Like, and even just like it has plugins so you can get different options. Like mm-hmm. definitely is a great tool. It's just like, you know, yeah. you can get so many features built in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it integrates with OmniAuth, which incidentally yeah. was its own thing before it kind of wasn't its own thing anymore. But all the strategies work in Device now, and yep. you you actually pull them in, and it's OmniAuth dot Twitter or whatever <laughs> for the strategy. Yep. So, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's because it's like
1: different when it's like you because know, you can almost make the same case for Rails. Like, why well, have all this stuff in it, right? Like, it's going right. to just load it up and. You know make it unusable, but it's really not the case because there's like so many people working on it like right. uh once you start piecemealing things off and like fracturing the community uh into these like silos, you know I feel like mm-hmm. that's where it becomes harder to manage a lot of stuff uh that's why it's nice to see like stuff getting like upstream uh different gems and ideas right uh, yeah
0: but so, the nice thing is, is it's still pluggable, right so if I still want to use sidekick. I still use sidekick. I don't have to use a solid queue. But
1: or yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you want to use Redis, use Redis, you know? Like yeah, yeah. Redis is great for very, very specific things, right? Yeah. Uh, and like you're not gonna beat it uh for everything. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, same with solid cache, right? If I I still want to yeah. cache my stuff in Redis cache,
1: right? Right. Go for it. So yeah, cool. I mean, I, I love the I love seeing the interfaces that give the yeah. flexibility. Like that's that's definitely like it, that's what I love Ruby for is like okay include this like oh yeah. hey it's working, or extend this right like mm-hmm. just like the the whole adaptability
0: of the the language is just yeah really incredible. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, anything else you want to dive into, or anything else you're excited to? talk to uh, i'm sure it.
1: there's a ton of stuff i'm missing
0: <laughs> yeah it's all good there's I a lot mean, of we'll hardware stuff. On
1: yeah i know i mean all the picos pico ruby stuff uh is it's also yeah. just mind-blowing i love i haven't been in hardware in a while but uh i'm gonna dive back into that uh, yeah probably later this year and like just have some fun like because i yep. i would love to just like on device you know be able to run ruby and like you know, manipulate the hardware like that—that mm-hmm. that is fun. And like when you get like you know a button to like react it, like in real yeah. time to like Ruby code, like that's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So yeah, makes... I
0: haven't done a, a whole lot with IoT, so
1: yeah, yeah, super fun. I'll—I'll I'll get. I have a blog on that uh that I haven't written in, in years, so I'm gonna—I'm gonna revisit that for sure. Like I, I made. <laughs> That's funny. I made this uh, this Morse code IO, uh-huh. so it's like a, a Ruby IO object that responds uh-huh. to like real time. You know, ones and zero space patterns for Morse code.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: <laughs> this is a lot of fun. So, like, I, I could just hook up the stream of Morse IO, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in Ruby to the to a button, and I could get it to like interpret the stream as like Morse code chunks, like. <laughs> Oh, so as nice. i'm pushing stuff it'll like tell me like the character that it is or like uh-huh. <laughs> and
0: then I'm you like, have the ai kind of... large language model on the other end that interprets that and
1: yeah exactly that's it right prompt. i should get the next chain yeah <laughs> you know morse code prompting <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a great idea oh
0: <laughs> all right good deal well um oh. if people want to find you online where where, where are you
1: Uh, I'm the codename V on Twitter, uh, just regular codename V on GitHub. Um, that's where I am.
0: (laughs) All right. Good deal. And you can hear it on Ruby rogues. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Valentino. This was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, totally. Thanks for having me on, Chuck.
0: Yeah. Okay. Till next time. Max out.